welcome to another episode of Paranormal, The New Normal. I am your host as always, Jeremy, here trying to make the world a little more normal, but these days that's a hard thing to do. But I am joined tonight by my guest, Wajid Hassan, who I found on matchmaker.fm. And he had an interesting profile with some interesting, the tagline that they sent to me in the email about him was very interesting, so I had to have him on to explain it more. But we'll get to that in a few minutes. How are you doing tonight, Wahid? Doing great, Jeremy. Good to be on your show. Glad to have you. So the first question I always ask everybody on this show is, what got you into the paranormal slash supernatural? Like, what led you down that road? Um, I believe... I think we're all born with inherent uh, powers of uh, psychic vision, clairvoyance, clairaudience. Uh, I, I believe that um, uh, I'm a firm believer of reincarnation. I believe that some of these attributes are uh, brought with us from previous lives. Uh, some of us work hard in previous lives in order to uh, gain those experiences. Um, I had uh, uh, a number of mystical paranormal experiences growing up. And then later on, uh, you know, um, following my own yogi master, Englishman by the name of Dr. George King. And so um, I think it wasn't a case of me getting into the paranormal. I think the paranormal was already there. And I just kind of adjusted myself into it. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, and actually, that's actually kind of a good segue into my second question, always. Tell us about some experiences you've had with paranormal or supernatural entities of some of any kind. Well, um, I, I wrote a, a few of my experiences uh, in, in the book I published in August of 2020 called The Struggle for World Sanity. And um, uh, some of my early experiences I, I put in as well. But in regards to... Um, uh, paranormal experiences. I mean, I've I've had more than more than my fair share of, you know, being uh, of having uh, entities in my room which I was aware of, uh, tapping walls and stuff like that. Kind of uh, uneasy experiences to to having experience where I I was aware of somebody standing next to me in my bed, uh, physically, and then disappeared. So I mean, um, um. One of the most profound experiences I ever had was at the age of 18 when I lived in London. And I had this uh, ex uh, had this strong feeling that I needed to go out into the wilderness. And this lasted for like three days. And finally, uh, I couldn't ignore this strong urge or intu intuitive feeling. So I looked at the map of England and, and I traced it to a place three miles outside of Stonehenge. And I knew that I had to be in that particular place midnight that Friday. Don't ask me how. I just kind of, my intuition just kind of knew there was this uh, psychic intuition that I had to be there. And so that Friday I took the coach or the Greyhound, as they call it in America, and and went out and out by Stonehenge, uh, walked uh, three miles out in the, in, in the dark country roads. And exactly at midnight, this um, uh, white disc-shaped object appeared in the sky and seemed to move from a, um, a western to an easterly direction. And then later on, another disabled object uh, appeared and moved from um, 
a south to a north uh, um, direction, which to me indicated the sign of the cross. And uh, the, the cross, as you know, goes way past uh, Christianity. It's been used as a religious symbol way back in times of Egypt and Atlantis and Numeria. And so uh, at three o'clock in the morning, I stood there and this much larger craft came over and hovered over my exactly where I was and this beam of energy came through me which was very spiritual in nature and, and it came and it brought me into this kind of state of uh, um, uh, kind of hope and bliss and inspiration and and for me I realized at that time that whoever was controlling this spacecraft or UFO were highly not only highly technically advanced but also spiritually advanced. And then from there, I guess that's where my journey took me uh, to follow the teachings of my yogi master. And, you know, I kept it quiet, Jeremy, for many, many years. This was very something very, very spiritual to me. And, of course, I didn't want to reveal it to anybody because they'd probably think I was a kook. And so I kind of kept it quiet. But recently, uh, there's been a tremendous interest. These, this UFO phenomenon is not going away, and people want to know what's going on be, you know, in regards to uh, life on other planets. And, um, and so I decided, you know, after many years to reveal that experience uh, because I, I want to let people know that uh, we're not the, not only, we're not the only people alone in this solar system and beyond, but there are beings that are, uh, have been watching us for millions of years. So that to me was, um, I would say one, the highlight of one of my paranormal experiences. That sounds amazing. And I, I, I mean, I've had a UFO sighting, but it was nowhere near that close or that, like the, the feeling I had like barely any feeling when I had it. Like, it was just like a, Oh, look, there's a group of UFOs in the sky, which I didn't even, I didn't even see it first. My son had to point them out, but so I mean that that experience right there just sounds mind blowing and yeah I mean like many people uh, many people have UFO exciting I wasn't even interested in UFOs when I had this premonition and so this was I think this was a planned operation uh, I think it was designed so that I would mention it in my book um, uh, in the, in the years to come so I think it was something that that they knew would would be publicized down the road I don't think it was done specifically for my for my sake was done more for a universal experience and and again people keep an open mind it's up to them to decide but for me i don't have to explain to anybody what i what i experienced of course i mean and like you said these days especially in the last three or four years ufos and aliens are becoming a daily talked about subject for people who they never would have thought they were would talk about in their lives because of the government releasing the fact that ufos exist yeah, and, and and you know, and then we have to go back to Eastern philosophy, Hindu and and Buddhist philosophy, uh, to understand. I mean, my yogi yogi master was able to project from his physical body, uh, physically astral astral project in full full consciousness, and you know, um, people who are psychic are aware that there there are other invisible realms uh, above us and below us, and so in regards to experiences with ghosts or paranormal and stuff like that it's really basically contacting uh, 
uh, dimensions that are either above us or below us. And he mentioned there was six levels above us and four levels below us. So it depends on uh, who, you know, our vibration and who we attract. We can attract some pretty nasty entities from below, or we can attract some uh, highly elevated entities from above. And, you know, coming back to reincarnation again, uh, the Western religions have deliberately hid this truth from their millions and millions of followers, uh, you know, specifically so that they could keep this one life to live and, and have control over the masses. In, in fact, um, uh, some Christian scholars recently uh, did their own research and found out that reincarnation was actually taught up to 700 years ago in the Christian religion and um, that meeting that they had in Constantinople, they took that uh, teaching out uh, deliberately so that they could control the masses. So that truth of reincarnation uh, and, and different levels of experience of, of, of vibration where we go to and come back, um, those truths have to be told these days uh, for very specific reasons. Uh, it, will it will dispel a lot of the ignorance that's going on right now where the world is in such tremendous chaos. Yes, I agree. And I have been a firm believer in reincarnation for a long time now. And it, like reincarnation to me, there's just too much proof in this world that exists. There's too many examples, especially out of India, even some, even some in America where like you can't deny that this is reincarnation because young children know things they shouldn't know about past lives. So reincarnation has to exist to me. Like it just makes sense. Well, I think um, it, it. You know, this uh, this thing in religions with the punishing God, and you have one life to live, and either you do what we tell you based on fear, or you will be doomed to eternity in hell. Uh, is you know again uh, a big a big uh, conspiracy that was that was put by the elders of the church, whatever church it is. Uh, Judaism, Islam, Christianity, um, they have this orthodox view of what this one life to live. And, you know, based on my own yogi master's contact with higher beings, they said that eventually this truth will be revealed and those who have hidden this truth uh, will be replaced because in these days there is the sorting of the, of the wheat from the chaff, chaff and, you know, um, uh, the truths which have been hidden or, or suppressed are, are, are being revealed. Um, you know, one aspect of reincarnation, which would really help, I mean, it would, first of all, you know, Jeremy, it would answer this so-called inequality of life, why somebody's born rich or poor, or a young person has cancer, another person, you know, can play the piano at the age of three. I mean, these are all attributes from past lives. And it would people would be very careful these days going to war. It would diminish war tremendously, knowing that they may be going somewhere where they may be murdering their own parent, you know, brother or sister or father or mother in a past life. And I think these things need to be uh, told these days, so that things like you know religious pride or racial pride or belonging to this one race or even this one gender. Uh, can be totally dispelled because we're all we're all different genders, we're all different races, we're all different religions, which we go through each each life experience in order to gain that experience of life, which the ultimate is to reach you know enlightenment. 
and uh, you know, high states of uh, uh, mystic meditation. That's what we're here for. We're not here to suffer, and all this suffering and chaos uh, that's occurring right now on the planet is a direct result of you know our own ignorance and our misuse of free will. Wouldn't you agree? Of course. I mean, I mean, I, I as much as I don't like to do this on the podcast, I mean, because just because I, there are people people believe what they want to believe, but. I am not a fan of organized religion at all because organized religion has lied to the masses for thousands of years. I mean, dating back to the so-called stories in the Bible. I mean, the religion, religious, religious heads have been lying for thousands of years about things just to have control. Kings of England and other countries have changed the Bible to fit what they wanted to say. They've taken out books. It's just, to me, it's just horrible what they've done to it. I mean, I would love to be able to read a full edition Bible before anything was removed from it. That's what I would love to read one day, but I doubt I'll ever be able to get my hands on it. Yeah, um, you know, we can, I guess we can put down organized religion, but there's a lot of people that follow uh, religions. My mother is a very orthodox Muslim and a very spiritual woman, and I've met many Christians and Jews and you know, Buddhists and Hindus were just wonderful, wonderful people. So it's not yeah. the actual it's not the actual religion itself or the aspects of religion. It's it's how, like you said, has been uh, molded in, into dogma in order to control. And and the control is fear, and fear is is a weapon of of forces of darkness that that want us to keep us in, you know, the divide and conquer principle of of putting us against religion, different religions or different races. And so we need to dispel that. And I, I believe that there is a, a, a great awakening that's occurring based on the age of Aquarius coming in and, and the planet herself being a living, breathing entities, raising her vibration. So there is an, a, a, an awakening. In, in my book, I mentioned that, you know, our intuition is, our, is the greatest lie detector ever built. And so if we use our intuition, our discrimination, we can we can definitely see the false from from the from the truth. And uh, I think it's women have it more as well because they're more psychic than men. But still, all of us have that inherent uh, power within us. And it's up to us uh, either be molded by the media or the press or the generals or the politicians or listen to the teachings of, of these people that created these religions i don't think the leaders of these religions were uh you know were bad i think they were fantastic but if you study the the, the teachings of jesus and buddha and krishna and other other great uh, masters they're pretty much the same they were just given in different uh, cultures different times but they all say the same thing you know like be kind to each other and don't kill each other you know you know so, those 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 basic humanic principles that we all need to have but <laughs> i mean yeah it's just yeah i agree they all all the founder like all the people you met all the figures you mentioned who help inspire these religions they more basically they were basically all the same i mean i studied eastern religion in college for a semester and it as i'm listening to the teacher tell me all these things i'm like this all sounds like church when i was a kid <laughs> But so, I mean, the, the, the basic lessons are the same. Be good to each other. I mean, that's just the way it is. Be good. I mean, but it's just, but you did mention the age of Aquarius, which it's funny because I talk about that on almost every episode of my show with anybody who's into the spiritual because 
I've been told by many, and I believe it because it's just the way it is. There's a there's a awakening, a great awakening going on in this world for the last some say the last five years. I've had plenty say since 2012. Now I don't know exactly what time it's been going on since, but even I feel this like at this point, like that. I feel like I'm starting to develop something since I started this podcast, especially and talking to all these mediums and psychics. Like it feels like something's trying to work in my head that never worked before. And I can't master it yet. I can't even reach it yet, but I'm trying. I've been trying since I've been talking to psychics and mediums and they've been trying to teach me how to do it, but it takes time. Well, it's interesting. You mentioned 2012 because that was the end of the Mayan calendar and it exactly. was like supposed to be the end of the world, but actually it was a new beginning. And so, um, um, the age of Aquarius, uh, astrologically, is pu- the emanations coming from the planets in the solar system is pushing now mankind uh, into oneness to understand that we are actually one race as opposed to different races. Um, and then that the ultimate goal uh, in this oneness is service to others. I think that's the new religion now that should be, should be taught, service to others, regardless of race, color, creed or religion. Uh, in other words, that's what counts in these days is is being of service either through uh, prayer, sending out healing, uh, either to you know in your community or your or your country or or, or the world. But um, understanding that we are and have always been one race, and it, this division was created by us, wasn't created by anything divine, and we just need to need to realize this aspect of oneness. And um, people, people are awakening. Uh, people are thinking for themselves. And this, um, this uh, psychic and mental um, uh, bondage that's been created by forces uh, that are very powerful and very evil to control mankind are slowly being broken. And um, it has been prophesied. That was another what, what another reason why I wrote the book, uh, Jeremy is to give people a light at the end of the tunnel. And it's been prophesied that in the centuries to come with the raising of the vibrations, despite everything that we see today, and we're kind of under the cloud of maybe another nuclear war if we're not careful, but despite all the darkness that's around us right now, there is going to be a, a new a millennium, a new age, a golden age that's going to uh, occur on this planet. And uh, most of the... Um, uh, you know, and 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 people have a will will have a choice. Either they conform to this uh, raising of vibration spiritually and spiritualized mass themselves, or they won't be allowed to st- to to live on this planet. They will actually be reincarnated on a younger, uh, less evolved world in this solar system to to go through the the terrors of the history that that we created here, eighteen million years ago. So. These are things that have been foreseen by the prophets of not only old, but recent prophets. And so that's something, again, an aspect of truth, which most of the masses are not even aware of. Which that right there is what you were talking about when you said the world needs to know the truth in the tagline I saw, I believe, right? Yeah, I mean, it's time. It's time that, you know, that people realized that uh, we haven't been given the truth. Um, the uh, uh, you know we haven't really followed spiritual spiritual principles, not religions, but spiritual principles, like you mentioned, 
basic spiritual principles, understanding. I mean, you know, the kids in school, before even they're taught math, they should be taught the law of karma and the law of reincarnation before everything that, you know, the law of karma is is a divine law that states that action and reaction is opposite and equal. So everything that you do, uh, you, you're responsible for. So, you know, I mean, the law of karma, you know, clearly mentions that if you murder somebody, you may even get away with it with a good attorney in this life, but it's, it doesn't take you away from the karma of murdering somebody. Either you will be murdered in this life or or, 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 or the next life in a similar fashion. Again, not to punish you, but to teach you that you don't do these things. So if people, young people were un understood the law of karma, they'd be careful and, and, and be, you know, of course, me in my younger days, you know, I did a lot of things which I was, I'm not very proud of, but at least I'm trying in my own way to be a better person. And it, so if people start realizing that they are responsible for their actions, that they have to control their hate thoughts and thoughts of murder and robbery and violence and all this other stuff, uh, they will get the same reaction. So if, in other words, if we send healing out to the world and help raise the world, that healing will come back to us and help us evolve. I mean, it's so simple, uh, Jeremy. I think it just goes over people's head because it's such a simple law, but people don't understand it, you know. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I've always been a believer. In, I've been a big believer in karma since I was in high school and I learned about the concept. And I mean, the, the whole idea of dharma and karma, like I, I like that idea. It makes sense to me. And since then, I have tried to do what I think is good, what I think is good. Like if someone needs my help, I'm going to help them. People ask me all the time because I'm a tall guy. Hey, can you reach that in the top shelf for me in the supermarket? I'm like, sure, of course. Every time I never say no, I'm busy. I always say, yes, of course I will. Because it takes it takes a second of my time. I'm not gonna be there for an hour trying to help people. Like it's a second. I mean, it's all it takes is doing good little good things for a short amount of time here and there, and eventually I do feel like it comes back to me because it's just anytime 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 I'm in a bad spot and I need financial help or I need emotional help, mental help, anything like that, all of a sudden someone will come to me that I never met before and just be like, "You look like you," could, and and they'll basically say, "You look like you could use some help." And I'm like, oh, my God, the universe works in mysterious ways. And that right there is karma. The universe works in mysterious ways. And it's not that mysterious, though, because I put it out there and eventually it comes back. It may take time, but eventually it will come back. Yeah. And people need to understand that, you know, they're, they're, they can't take anything with them when they die. Can't even take a cent with them. But the only thing they can take with them are their good deeds and their bad deeds. And, you know, if you live a life that... Um, that's geared towards, excuse me, <clears throat> that just needs there. Um, if they, if they live a life which demands, you know, that they, that they nice the people and whatever, it, it also adds dividends for, for their next life, you know, so in other words, uh, in their next life, they'll be given more opportunities to do greater good. I mean, the great teachers talked about prayer, and prayer is totally misunderstood, especially in the Orthodox religions. But you know, prayer properly, you know, speaking of psychic uh, channeling, psychic energies, and spiritual energies, uh, we have, of course, you probably most listeners are aware that we have an aura, we have psychic senses, which we uh, attract energies and send energies out. You can stand to another next to another person, either they have a good vibe or a 
bad vibe, either you're comfortable with them or you're uncomfortable. This is all to do with the energy field around us. And so, you know, we're, we're spiritual beings in physical bodies. And when the physical body dies, our, our soul or spiritual body goes with us. And so, um, you know, again, another aspect of truth is that, you know, we're, we, you know, we're receivers and channel, channelers of spiritual energy. And if we understand that, how to, how to send this energy out, you know, raise our hands and we have psychic sensors in the palms and the heart center and send this out as a stream of vibrant pranic energy, which is tangible. It's just like electricity, but just on a different vibrational sequence. Uh, that in itself is another call for action, which people are ignoring. And it could solve the whole situation in regards to peace or war on this planet. I mean, my yogi master said that the, the only energy crisis on this planet is uh, a spiritual energy crisis. Are you there? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes okay. sense. Uh, and and if people send this spiritual energy out, because you know we have we have pol physical pollution, but we also have mental, psychic. Uh, pollution as well we have a mind belt that's filled with this hatred and violence so if we transmute this by sending this energy of white light if a million people raise their hands tonight and for 15 minutes send this energy out to say ukraine uh they could they could dissolve that war within three days you know if the leaders of the world got together on the media and said raise your hands and send this spiritual energy out to create peace, it will transform the world within a month. But what are what are they doing instead? They're sending billions of more murder weapons uh, to appease, you know, the, the profit makers that control the arms. And 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 in the end, you know, if if we use this simple principle, all that billions of dollars or, or currencies that are used could be used to help the you know the poor and destitute in 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 the same countries that are sending out. Uh, all this money for more welfare. I mean, welfare and murder is against. I think is against the principles of divine law. We're not supposed. We're not supposed to murder anybody, either in peace or in war. I think it's a vile cosmic crime, personally. It is. I mean, it's. I mean, but you you never like you said you're never going to see the world leaders get up there and do that because it's just it would go against all people that are paying them and got them in office, which that's the corrupt system we live in where, pe where people are basically bribed to get into office yep. and they, they have to fulfill all these promises to the people they they promised they would do things for when they gave them the money, which it's sad. Politicians are bought. They're not elected. That's been the case for many years. Yeah, and it's and you know they don't actually uh, they don't actually make the decisions. It's the people who control the money behind that that buy them, the corporations that, that make the you know, or the warmongers. They're, they're the ones that make the decisions for them. They're just puppets. It doesn't matter who's elected every four years. Um, both sides are, are, are like you say are, are bought out. That's why the higher beings uh, have said that politics is not the answer. Uh, you know that the monetary system is not the answer. The monetary system is a they say is a cancer in the heart of spiritual man. It, it keeps everybody in debt, keeps everybody worried about material things. That is not the answer. And polit politics, not only in this country but every other country, has never worked. Has never created peace. Uh, the only true politics is is the spiritual 
spiritualization of everybody and helping everybody. That's a true political system that, that will be, not might be adopted in the future. And uh, all these politicians and warmongers and, you know, if people look more uh, to these spiritual masters like Jesus and Buddha and Krishna than they, than they do, and they look up to billionaires and treat them like gods who don't even care about the masses anyway, uh, this world will definitely be uh, a lot different than it is. Absolutely. I, I, as for, I for one, can't wait for that day to come. Because I well, that will be a much more peaceful, better world to live in where, I mean, I myself worry about financial things every day of the week because I have a family of four I have to support. And I try my best to do it. But things don't always go my way. I have a decent job. But, of course, no job is really able to truly give you the cost of living nowadays unless you work unless you're really high up there and you are making the big bucks but it's just the way it is nowadays and it's sad the world needs to return to a more spiritual i mean i wish i lived in the world like it was back in medieval times where you bartered for everything you didn't need, you didn't need money you bartered All right everybody used their own skills but that's just the way life is now, and it's sad. But hopefully someday soon it will change. I don't think it will be in my lifetime, but hopefully in my kid's lifetime, I think. Maybe. Well, it, it will eventually change, and we'll be part of it. The, the thing is, it's not going to be handed to us on a plate. Uh, every man, woman, and child has to make the effort to spiritualize themselves in whatever ways. And there's hundreds of ways to be of service. Um, so we have to make the effort. Then The effort, you know we reach up to the higher beings, the higher beings can't come to us. We have to reach up to them for the inspiration and the strength, and it will be given to us. And so, that, you know, it has been promised that in, in the near future that there will be a planet where there will be no pollution, no atomic bombs, um, you know, uh, open land and sea, uh, no races or religions, but just a, a, a spiritually minded race that cares for everybody else equally and that's 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 been promised uh because of this raising of the mother earth's vibrations uh the, the dawning of the new age and, and and again to repeat uh people are becoming i mean even quantum physics is understanding parallel universes different dimensions that we don't live in just one physical dimensions as dimensions above us and below us uh, that we can't see now because we don't tune into them or they're invisible to us. But if you're psychic, anyway, psychic, you are aware that these realms exist. And, and there's been a constant battle uh, between, I believe, the forces of darkness, which want to control the souls of people, and the forces of light, which want to save us. Um, I think there's a there's a bit, there's an invisible war, energy war that's going on behind the scenes uh, that we're not e even aware of. And we can help the forces of, of, of light or the angels in the Bible or different other religions by sending this energy, uh, by sending this power out and, and, and helping raise the masses. I think that's the, that's the, that's the biggest uh, duty that we can. And again, you know, like everybody has a job and family commitment or whatever. And so that we're not being asked to spend hours in an ashram praying for peace. You know, we're, we're being asked en masse that we do our bit, even if it's 15 minutes a day. I, I belong to a group of people that meet daily from, I think, 35 different countries, and we um, we send out power uh, on a daily basis. So if you don't know how to send out spiritual power, 
um, you can join us. It's free. There's no charge, non-denominational. Non uh, they can go to the website, uh, 12blessings.org, the 12 being numerical. And that way uh, we can, you know, uh, we can all get together en masse and, and start sending this power. And people are doing that. It's not, it's not that, uh, but there's just not enough people. And uh, yeah, the, the leaders of the religions and the governments are not going to tell the masses to, to rise up en masse in peace. Uh, because that's that's the call of action today. The, the new revolution will be a mental, peaceful, uh, non-violent revolution. And that revolution is a transmutation of thought, the transmu transmutation of the basic uh, hate, thoughts of hate, greed, and envy, and murder, and violence that's prevailed on this planet for the last 18, millions that we've, 18 million years that we've been here, and to transform that into something that actually what we were actually supposed to be because uh, the true history of our of our civilization, again, has not been revealed. But at one time, we were extremely advanced spiritually and scientifically. And we just regressed ourselves. We just brought ourselves into a state of involution where really we should be evolving into those great beings that we were at one time. Yes, and I, I agree with that. I mean, we, even like... Every once in a while, like this, it seems like there's been a start to this type of change to spiritualism, but it it always gets stopped. Like it happened in the late in the mid 1800s. Like even Abraham Lincoln and his wife were into it. Like the president of the United States was into seances and trying to talk to the spirits. And but then he, of course, died unfortunately, and it kind of put a stop things. And it happened again in the early 1900s. But then, of course the first world war put a stop to it because that's just the way it was and it seems like violence always stops everything like that's just violence is the biggest downfall of humanity and it's a shame it really is um i totally agree with you i think that every time mankind has been asked to has been inspired to rise uh, other forces that have kept control of, of deliberately yeah they've killed they murdered uh the the martyrs and the saints and the and the and the, and the uh, and the leaders of, of religious uh, organizations in order to keep that power. But I think now uh, a lot of that hopefully will be stopped because of this uh, raising of vibration. And they, they know that their their power will eventually be demissed, uh, diminished because the law of karma, you know, allows, I guess, I mean, if you look at all the tyrants and dictators in the past, they all, they've all fell. None of them, none of them, are stayed in power. So the law of karma allows, I guess, uh, certain entities to stay in power. But eventually, evolution has to catch up, and they all fall. And so these forces behind the scenes that live on the negative vibrations—they uh, don't live on, uh, they don't need money or material things, but they live on the vibrational energies of basic man. Uh, these these beings eventually will be transmuted. And more than likely, will be sent to this other new new world to start their reincarnation cycle. So it's. Uh, I think you're right. It started. I think the uh, awakening has started on planet Earth, and uh, it, it's up to people like yourself and myself and other spiritually minded, uh, not so much religiously minded, but spiritually minded people, uh, to let people know 
that it's this is these are the times of great change and uh, let's be part of the great change let's be part of of something that we can live live you know leave a legacy for our children or nieces and nephews or for the younger generation um which look to us uh, for guidance uh, i don't want to leave this planet you know for others for the younger generation to suffer i think it's my moral ethical duty as a as a spiritual adult to send out the power and be of service yeah and i, I agree i mean i tell i try to teach my kids all the time i have a five and eight year old and i try to tell them all the time like just be good and be nice to people and they listen for the most part i mean my son gets points at school all the time for being respectful and helping others which i praise him for it because that's what he should be doing you should help anybody who needs help as long as it's feasibly good for you to do so i mean don't go if someone comes to you and says oh i need money don't go hand them all your money because that's just not a good idea to begin with but maybe give them a couple bucks but i mean if someone says i need your help to try to better myself to be a better person then help them because that's that won't cost you nothing you can teach you can help people be better people just by talking to them and trying to make them see things the way they should see things yeah, I mean, even in the, this uh, Ukraine-Russian war, a lot of the young men in, in Russia, they, they don't want to fight. You know, part of them realizes they don't want to be conscripts. They don't want to be part of the uh, uh, of the mass, you know, um, uh, evil madness uh, of war. Uh, they can think for themselves and a lot of them have left the country. They don't they don't want to fight and, and murder people. They know that the aspect is wrong. And so even, you know, there's this people, a lot of people in Russia that are, that are fighting for peace. They don't, they don't want this war. And, and this war, was, I, I think all wars have been planned years ahead. It doesn't, doesn't yeah. just happen. And it's always, it's always for the benefit of the warmongers and the profiteers uh, because war is a racket and it's all, always designed for profit. Uh, by selling of uh, armaments, so they don't really care about who gets murdered, so long as their profits and their stocks go up. And, and if people realize that, uh, they would very think very closely. First of all, about you know belonging to this one particular country or this this particular ideology, and realize that uh, yeah, it, you know, uh, war is has never caused any lasting peace uh, ever. And the only lasting piece is to send out the energy of, you know, universal energy of L-O-V-E, the universal energy that comes from the sun, um, that's part of nature, that's part of us, that we just don't use enough of. And it's that simple. And eventually people will start realizing it, especially, you know, I, th I think in the, in the near future, probably there will be a financial a recession that a lot of these uh, larger corporations will go down and then people will start thinking when you know everything is upside down well what's the real meaning of life and so um um that's something that the people unfortunately will have to realize uh, in circumstances that uh, that are, that won't be uh, very uh, popular uh, in the years to come but one way or another, we have to act now in order to stop any kind of, uh, uh, you know, crisis from occurring. And the higher beings, I believe, uh, Jeremy, are, 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 
are going towards the normal person, people like you and me and the ordinary person. They, I don't think they, they, I think they've they've approached the the military and the religious leaders and the politicians and the presidents and and nobody and they don't want to change. So they they're they're approaching the normal person, the inspiration that they're sending, uh, the beams of energy that I felt uh, that that night in, in, in near Stonehenge are the same kind of energies that that are being sent to normal people these days in order to uplift them, in order to inspire them uh, to change and 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 bring this uh, spiritual renaissance uh, back onto planet Earth. So. Um, Again, that's another aspect of truth that I really like because I think, like you said, uh, the governments of the world and the media, they don't want people to know that there are beings from other worlds who are uh, not only scientifically evolved but also spiritually evolved. I mean, people are questioning the star of Bethlehem. Was it really a star or was it a UFO that hovered over the stable? And when the, when the, when the Lord Buddha was born, there was five disc-shaped objects seen over the temple. And when he died, there were five disc-shaped objects seen over, over where he died. So, you know, people are even questioning uh, the, you know, the, the uh, origins of some of these great masters. I believe they were, they were from higher dimensions on other planets that came uh, to teach us and, uh, uh, you know, teach us the, the basic spiritual laws, which we've ignored. You know, I mean, people go to church and they go to mosque and they go to the synagogue and they do their prayers and they go and then they go out and murder and thieve and robbery. And I mean, talk about the hypocrisy of it all. Either either you do one thing and stick to it or, or don't don't do that and then conform and listen to the politicians or the or or or, or the, uh, you know, people who create tremendous amount of hate and suffering because it just comes back. So. I mean, yeah, I can't I, imagine. I can't imagine the karma of somebody like Hitler, or Pol Pot, or Mussolini, or Stalin, or Genghis Khan. You know, who did all this mass murder? I can't imagine. You know, only, I guess only the karmic gods would know that the kind of repercussions that people like that would have in their incarnations in the years to come. I can't even imagine. So, for me, as a normal individual, I just have to try to keep my side of the street clean. And try exactly. to be a, a good person. I'm. We're all human. We all make mistakes. But at the same time, so long as we're trying and, and we're making an effort to make a change individually and collectively, uh, you know, that's what's being asked of us at this time. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I I agree because I mean, to be a horrible person like those, all those people you just named, all those historical figures. Which, I mean, Genghis Khan. That kind of was just the era he was living in. Like, he did what anybody would have done that era if they wanted control. Which, I mean, it's not an excuse, but I kind of can see his reasoning. But all the all the more modern ones you named, yeah, they were just horrible people who... They did unspeakable, fathomable things to just... To get their way. And maybe it needed to be done in order to make people see that, that we can't keep living like this. We can't keep having dictators rule countries. And that's what led to democracy in a lot of these countries. But still, it's just a horrible way to get there. I mean, there's a, always, there should be an easier way from point A to point B than having to have mass murdering, mass slaughterings, mass murderings, and just horrible, horrible, tr tr tragic events. But I agree with that hundred percent, but I want to take a step back because 
in the beginning, you mentioned Atlantis. And that kind of amused me because I actually had a guest on the show last week or the week before. And he actually is, he believes he discovered where Atlantis was. And that it was actually in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Does that, have you heard about that? Does that make sense to you? Um, I'm not sure about being in the Sahara Desert. Uh, all I know is uh, my master, he, he, you know, uh, as a yogi master, especially the ones in India, they, they have a lot of powers. They can like raise their vibrations. They can, they can like levitate, go through walls, and 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 a yogi master can look at your aura and pretty much know all your past lives. Not that he will tell you that, or she will tell you that but they have this, this ability. They also have the ability to project from their body and uh, the planet herself has an aura. Uh, people refer to those as the, as the Akashic records and they're able to see a full fourth dimensional color sequence of the true history of mankind. And it's been said that um, we've destroyed three civilizations. The last one was Atlantis um, and Atlantis was around 100,000 years ago um there's not much recollection about the 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 other two civilizations although they are mentioned but if you study um uh some of the vedic texts like the mahabharata and the ramayaman they talk about um you know uh vimanas flying machines they talk about energy beams being sent to the the destroyed you know whole army of people um they were basically talking about the atomic a war that occurred uh, upon Atlantis and Atlantis actually fell down uh, by an atomic war. Uh, and that's where the great, that's where the, the earth flipped her on her axis again. And they said that uh, Atlantis actually went down under the great flood, which the Bible talks about. So, you know, um, I believe it's probably under the ocean somewhere, probably under the Atlantic ocean. And, um, uh, as was the other civilization that we belong to, uh, Lemuria was also destroyed by an atomic war. So atomic atomic missiles and weaponry have been rediscovered again uh, for the fourth time in our civilization. And if we're not careful, again, we're, we're liable to destroy ourselves with another nuclear war. And if we do that, uh, we'll, you know, again, we'll be reincarnated upon a younger planet. Uh, because we won't be allowed to come back to this planet. And so um, we have to learn from you know, this. Our history repeats itself. Uh, we don't want, uh, I think the, the, the master talked about two weapons that they had on Atlantis. One was called Indra's Dart, which was a, a controllable atomic uh, uh, weapon, atomic beam weapon. And the other one, was funny enough called the Brahma weapon or the weapon of God, which was an atomic bomb. And and it completely destroyed this, uh, the civilization of Atlantis, which we belong to. Um, so, you know, history does repeat itself if we're not careful. And, you know, we've come back to the atomic race again. And uh, we have to, you know, we have to be aware that these forces of darkness want to destroy civilization again, because if they do, they get, they, you know, uh, the people that die in these terrible deaths, they're able to control in these lower, they go to these lower realms and they're able to control them and create these vast evil empires in these lower astral realms. So that's, again, another aspect of truth 
that mankind has never been talk, talked about. So these are unfortunately horrific truths, but they're truths that we need to understand has happened in the past and we don't want to repeat it. I yeah, I, I agree. I mean that's all I go say that is I agree hundred percent. And I mean, well, from what he said, the reason I mean there probably was Atlantean he believed that there was Atlantean uh cities like on the on the oceans, like basically on the coast. And but he believed the capital was I forget the name of the country he said, but it's a country in Africa. And it's a desert now. But it's been recorded that thousands and thousands of years ago, it was a lush green jungle, basically like the, not like the, uh, not the Amazon, but like the Congo kind of. And that's where that's, he believed that's where the capital city of Atlantis was, where the head, the, the king of Atlantis would be. And he believed that they had territories or colonies throughout the Europe, outside of Europe and Asia, and maybe even well, America. Yeah, I'm, I haven't done much research on Atlantis, um, so I'm not an expert in there. Although somebody mentioned that in parts of near Pakistan and India, they found high radiation levels still there and molten rock that there's been uh, melted, which they believe were, was atomic by atomic explosions. So um, I can't really pinpoint uh, the exact location of Atlantis, but, but can say based on uh, my master's findings that yeah it was destroyed by an atomic war unfortunately which makes sense because it makes a lot of sense i mean atomic war is going to destroy us all eventually if things don't change like you said earlier and i agree with that and actually you're not the first person i had on here either that said the that there was multiple dimensions up and below us and above us like there are i truly believe that the last person I had on here he actually wrote a book about lucid dreaming and astral projection and he visited different dimensions while lucid dreaming and projecting himself. And he said some of the creatures, some of the some of the creatures you meet in these dimensions are nice and they they seem friendly. You can't understand anything they're saying or trying to tell you, but they're friendly and you get a good vibe from them. But he said some of these creatures are scary as could be, and you just instantly get a horrible feeling when you're around them. Like it makes you sick to your stomach almost. Which Yeah, well, I mean when we we, we when we sleep, part of our consciousness does project to these different realms. And again, depending on our, on our vibration, you know, if we're drug, drug addicts, we'll probably go to realms that are not very popular, not very nice. Or if we, you know, if we're healers, we'll probably go to higher realms. And so, yeah, a lot of us have these experiences, but we don't, you know, only under the control use of, you know, yoga meditation can we project positively and again, that full consciousness of astral projection. But the majority of us uh, do it uh, unconsciously. But we do, all of us, I think at night, part of our consciousness does project uh, to these other realms. And, you know, either we have nightmares or we have beautiful dreams. It, again, it depends on where, where we end up. Absolutely true. Yeah, it makes, and that makes sense. And that's where our nightmares and dreams come from is alternate dimensions and, that's why they could be truly horrifying at times as well. And that's why sometimes they also could seem like a, a dreams can seem amazing at times. But unfortunately, I don't get to dream that often anymore. I haven't had to, I, I haven't had a dream I can remember in years. I don't know why, but couldn't tell you. But I will say that I do believe in alternate, I believe in dimensions above and below us and all around us. And that, but let me ask you this do you think that 
extraterrestrials come from these dimensions or do they come from outer space or both? Uh, I believe that just because, because, you know, we have high dimensions here, um, there, there's also higher dimensions on different other planets as well. Um, you know, when, when my master, Dr. King, he talked about visiting high, you know, high, advanced civilizations on Mars and Venus, he was laughed at because they don't exist on the physical realm. He said, you could go to Mars tomorrow and you could be there for 200 years. You won't even be aware uh, of, of any, any uh, civilization unless you project it to maybe level four or five, and then you could converse with them. So a lot of these higher beings, especially the, the interplanetary, you know, uh, masters, uh, exist on these higher dimensions. That's why sometimes you see a UFO just blink into being. They're able to materialize on the physical realm, and then they, they can dematerialize and go to a different higher realm. So... Um, uh, they do exist on higher higher dimensions uh, in, in this uh, solar system and beyond. Uh, Dr. King said that all the planets are inhabited by uh, higher intelligences, um, not on the physical realm. Uh, I, I think apart from Mercury, but he says all the planets are inhabited, uh, uh, you know, by these advanced beings that there have been living on these planets for millions of years in complete peace and harmony. That's why they are on the higher realms. They don't need this basic physical realm. And uh, they've lived without war. They, they have bodies that they can inhabit the same ascended body for like 20,000 years without having to, the need to change because they've gone past the reincarnation cycle. They don't need to be reincarnated anymore like we do. So, I mean, old age is 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 a curse on this planet we're not supposed to be dying at 80 90 years old we're supposed to eventually have bodies that that are indestructible that can stay youthful for 10 20 000 years that's our heritage and so we've even forgotten about forgotten how to age properly so yeah uh they they these uh, beings do exist uh, but they exist on dimensions that we cannot at this particular time see or feel but uh, they do appear uh, many times on the physical realm just to let us know that they're there which makes sense and do you think that possibly explains like the sayings of bigfoot and watermont and what and sea creatures and other like other basically cryptids like do you think that explains the cryptids that are out there see as far as bigfoot and loch ness monster and stuff like that i think that that's a different range um but um but people have had experiences with demons and uh you know and hauntings and stuff like that and i think those are from uh, beings in the lower realms you know people have even talked about being abducted by aliens and i think again uh, i don't think if they were that advanced they would abduct anybody i think these those are probably uh, beings on lower lower realms that they probably abducted people while they sleep, and uh, you know that that's that's a possibility. But I don't think uh, advanced beings like the people, the, the cosmic beings that I'm referring to, uh, would really, uh, if they cared about the people of Earth, would be abduct abducting them or have any fear against them because they mentioned that if if they wanted to take over this planet, they could do so in ten minutes. 
that's the kind of power they have. They, they look at our nuclear weapons as toothpicks compared to the technology that they have, but they won't intervene on our behalf. We have to, we have to under the law of karma, we've created the conditions that we've created on this planet. So it's up to us. They will help us, help raise us, but we have to make the effort in order to change. They can't come down and suddenly change it for us. It's, it, it goes against the divine law of karma. You know, we, we're responsible for our actions and we have to change uh, our evolution and then they can help us. Yes, and I agree with that 100%. I mean, it makes sense, but but why don't you tell all listeners where they can find your book and where they can find you if they have any questions and your group that you're in again. Why don't you go ahead and give that website again? Yeah, they can, you know, they can go to 12blessings.org if uh, the 12 being numerical if they want to join us uh, on a daily basis, sending out power to the world. If you want to read about my book and my master and and his organization, the Ethereum Society, you can just go to my website, which is uh, wajidauthor.com, W-A-J-I-D-A-U-T-H-O-R, wajidauthor.com, and uh, get information from there. Well, I appreciate you coming on. It's been an amazing conversation. I've learned a lot and I've got, I have love talking about this stuff. So that to me, this has just been a fun hour to talk about great things that need to be talked about in this world and put out there. I 100% agree. Thanks, Jeremy. It was uh, great talking to you as well. And all my listeners know where they can find me. And I will be back for my watchers next, I believe, Monday with another interview. Thank you all for listening and watching. I will catch you all next time.